Welcome to Bike Talk Shorts, random short conversations with awesome people who do awesome things. I'm your host, Dave Mabel, and I'm glad you're here. Today, we're taking a trip to Western Alaska and the shores of the Bering Sea and Peace on Earth Pizza, which overlooks the ocean in Unicolit, Alaska. I spent a few days there while filming A Thousand Miles to Nome, which is available now on YouTube. And I found that this pizza place is such a hub. And it's really a hub for the entire western edge of Alaska, especially during the Iditarod. I hung out with not just the bikers doing the Iditarod Trail, but also mushers, checkpoint volunteers, veterinarians, and even locals and musicians. It was super cool to be there when the jam sessions wind up spontaneously. There are drums, guitars, keyboards, mics, amps, all just waiting for people to start playing. It's got such a cool, welcoming vibe, I had to grab an interview with the owner and founder, Mr. Brett Hansen. He's got some great stories. So grab a cup of chain and spoke coffee and enjoy this trip to Unicolite, Alaska. Well, let's start with the, like, what's your full name? And what do you do? Full name, like like my whole full name, Brett Lee Hansen. Only if you're in trouble. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brett Lee Hansen is my name. Awesome. And, yeah. And uh, I, I so do a lot of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I am the owner and creator of Peace on Earth, which is a restaurant and a music company and a place to go have just that, Peace on Earth. In what city? Unalakleet, Alaska. Oh, did you say that right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I've been leaving the middle L off. Well, Unalakleet. That's how I've been Unalakleet. saying it. I've, I've never been corrected, and that's how I've been saying it ever since I started saying it. <laughs> Unalakleet. So, um, what, I know you've kind of bounced all over North America. What yeah. What led you to Unalakleet, Alaska? Uh, my wife and her grandparents, and we... We came here to keep moving a little further away from pavement. And then they paved our roads. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. That's all right. It's actually nice. It keeps the dust down. Um, is your wife from here? Yes. Unilakleet specifically? Well, Unilakleet, between Unilakleet and Barrow. Her mom is from Unilakleet and her dad's from Barrow. Very cool. So what, uh, like... Um, Tell me a little bit about your story, because I know you're... Was it Texas? Texas? No. No. Where'd you start? I've been there before. Yeah? I've... uh, It's warm. Well, I was born in Minnesota. Oh, that's right. Mankato, Minnesota. My dad's part of the family. My grandparents um, from Mankato. And uh, my mom's parents are... uh, She was born in Saskatchewan. And my grandfather was a bush pilot in the Canadian Arctic who settled in L.A. So I went from Minnesota to Yellowknife Northwest Territories to L.A. And then finally, when high school started, I ended up in Alaska, and I've been here ever since. Pretty hard to leave this place. It can be hard to leave. Yeah. So how'd the uh, pizza place uh, come about? Well, we finally, after many years of knowing we were coming to Unalakleet, we, uh, we got here. And I was doing construction at the time, and the I I did I was doing quite a bit of construction for a couple of years, and then it kind of there just wasn't any work, and we had you know felt like we were we just got here we weren't ready to give up and you know just um, 
go just because of work. So I created uh, work and it just kind of stuck and we've been doing it ever since. The day after Christmas in 1996 we opened and uh, we did that after basically the idea started about December 1st and we started you know we were looking at how much funds we had and got a pizza oven shipped from New York and got a few used pieces of equipment from Anchorage and then whatever money we had left we bought food and uh, opened for our basketball jamboree that happens between Christmas and the, the start of school and uh, so we had a big influx of people for the tournament and it helped us kick off and the funny thing was is that everybody thought we were only doing it for Jamboree so it tapered right off after Jamboree until everyone realized we were still doing it. <laughs> and then it picked up and it's been steady ever since. Uh, I'm watching a plane fly overhead. Yeah. Ryanair. And uh, I understand you'll deliver pizzas to all the villages around here via airplane. Yeah, we, we've done that too quite often. How does that work? Well, uh, someone will call in and then we figure out who's leaving and when they're leaving, going to the village that, that's required and we just kind of monitor the planes and when there's a plane going we set it all up so we cook it as close to as the departure time as possible and take it out there and we, we uh, choose to leave it uncut and put it on foil so that you can kind of handle it if you decide to um, eat it the way it is. You can cut it and eat it the way it is because it is cooked, it's ready. Or you can put it back in the oven or you can, you know, however you want to work it. And it just seems that it, it always lasted best after we started putting it on foil and uh, leaving it uncut. And travel, you, travel pizza. We call it a travel pizza. Do you remember your first travel pizza? <sighs> the very first travel pizza <laughs> Coincidentally, the one I remember as being the first one that we delivered anywhere uh, is was Tazuma, the, the mascot dog for the Iditarod. And we did that when internet was brand new, and the teacher on the trail was basically brand new, and uh, Zuma was basically brand new, and uh, everybody was going digital. Uh, the, the photographers on the trail were, you know, going digital and not very many people had digital. Internet was basically brand new, for, at least for our part of the country. And uh, so I, uh, the, there was a, a fifth grade class in West Springfield, Massachusetts that was, the fifth graders were watching Zuma and talking and paying attention to what Zuma was doing and the, and the writer was writing from Zuma's point of view. And the, the teacher was watching Teacher on the Trail, and they would talk about everything. And the kids found out Zuma's favorite food was pizza. And the teacher found out that we delivered pizzas by air, so we must have done one before that. Because uh, the Teacher on the Trail, through informing things on the internet, um, the teacher in West Springfield, Massachusetts, found out we could do this. And so they called. and. We had been delivering, must have been delivering to the villages, and she requested a bone-shaped cheese pizza to go to Anchorage to visit Zuma, to go to Zuma, which was actually, we thought it was gonna be in Willow, but, uh, but just right across from the airport is where the headquarters, Iditarod headquarters was. 
So, so I set it all up. I made a couple of pizzas for the Nat crew who took it for free. They actually took it for free. It was just a thing that just happened. Hey, can you take this pizza, this bone-shaped cheese pizza to Zuma? Yeah, we'll do that. And then I had a friend of mine all set up to go pick it up and take it to Zuma. And I figured, well, they can't smell that pizza all the way back to Anchorage while they're flying this plane. So I made a pizza for them, and then I made a pizza for the um, office when they got back. So everybody, everybody along the way, got pizza and. Uh, and then Zuma got pizza, and uh, it was, we, we kind of pretended that my dog presented Zuma the pizza. We left, my dog, I took a picture of the pizza with it here, and then they had a picture of uh, Zuma getting the pizza at the headquarters, and it all, I, I, I didn't have internet then, but uh, apparently it was all online, and, uh, and the, it may still be there, it must still be there, everything's still online, right? Yeah. I should yeah. go look for it. That's a, <laughs> you should. Yeah, I should. That's a great story. Um, so it's become kind of iconic for, uh, I've watched you as mushers are coming in. Uh, I don't know who calls pizza in, but you've got pizza ready for the mushers when they arrive mm -hmm. at Unilocleat. How's yeah. that work? Well, uh, quite some time ago, somebody decided they were going to um, send some food to uh, a musher that they cared about. And um, so we, they, they called and said, can you do this? And he said, yeah, we can do this. And so we, so we uh, pay attention to when the musher was coming. We used to have to go to the checkpoint. Now we can just watch it and we know when they're coming. But uh, we used to go up there and we'd say, okay, let us know. And they'd give us a call and, and we'd get prepared when, the, when they were getting ready to come into town. And we'd take a hot pizza up there from a loved one to a musher that was loved by the loved one and apparently some of the mushers that I that I was fortunate enough to actually hand them to um, the light in their eyes when you ex explain who it was from because it wasn't a common thing in the beginning and so it was a it was a real surprise you know that that they all of a sudden had this hot food right there um, right when they needed it and uh, and they would turn around and and they would just say really this is from so-and-so and you know while they're trudging in after they've been you know eight or ten hours on the trail they're trudging in like this and you say hey this pizza came from someone you love and they turn around and they say really it came from whoever happened to send it and they just light up and then they go about their business and they grab a couple pieces and go head out and and take care of their dogs and with hot food in them and everything and then you know whatever they do after that rest and and usually they tend to offer it offer whatever they can eat to the rest of the crew that's working up there at the checkpoint which is a bonus for them too so everybody enjoys it uh, it is pretty cool and it's um, become tradition I guess for the uh, runners and cyclists to stop by here on their way to uh, Nome as well in the uh, uh, yeah, I did a road trail. I did, I did. Yeah, the invitational. I did a sport. We always called it. I did right, a sport right. for the longest time. But yeah, it's the, the yeah, yeah, the, the walkers and the bikers and uh, the people that were putting it all together and have come through. Some of them have come through many times. So there, it's like seeing old friends when everybody comes through. You know, and they come and they have a place that they can get in that's warm, and then and then we make them some food, and uh, then they can either rest or or head out and. Uh, that one they they uh resupply here too now and uh a lot of people that have done it before they just mail it right to us now 
and that way they know when they get here they can either knock on the door at the house and we'll come and open if they're here at 2 in the morning or 3 in the morning or 4 in the morning if they happen to be walking at that time. A lot of people kind of nowadays it's like um, everybody's real athletic and so they kind of time everything they know exactly how much nutrition they need they have all this stuff like nailed down and so they kind of time it where it seems like nobody really gets here right in the wee hours of the morning anymore. They either get here by one or two if they're a little bit late or they just have it time so they end up getting here um, after breakfast time in the morning or something, you know. And then they, uh, so, so that, but they used to be, anytime they came by, we would just be paying attention or so, we used to actually sleep out there so we didn't miss anybody because a lot of stuff happened in the middle of the night, you know, before everybody was getting, re, you know, organized and really pursuing it as a, as um well it's a it's basically an olympic event for all these bikers and walkers and dogs you know i mean it's it's a tough thing i think it might even be tougher than some of that olympic stuff you know i mean it's a it, and it's not just one event for a little bit of time it's 10 days and for the walkers it's 30 days and for the bikers it's I don't know, maybe half that, 15, 20 days for the fast ones. I mean, it's it's a chore, and you're out there, outside in this. Well, look how beautiful it is today, <laughs> you know. But but sometimes it's not like that, you know. It's blowing sideways, and you don't really want to be out there, but you gotta keep moving, and they keep moving. They come in, you know, taped up and got everything on their face, and they're you know just protecting themselves, and they're just happy to shed everything and have some warm anything and just be inside for a minute well and just recuperate from all that weather i know when i'm outside working all day i'm tired just from being outside all day i can't imagine being outside and you know trudging 50 miles in weather like that I mean, it's, it's a chore <laughs> yeah it, they, it for sure is a chore yeah. uh and when when they get here whoever they is uh you really have created just a warm well peace on earth peace on earth that peace. was that was something i, I it, that's exactly what i intended when i had envisioned it is the place where you could come and you could enjoy um basically enjoy everything for all your senses and have just exactly that peace on earth hence the P-E-A-C-E -E and not the P-I-E-C-E -E that you would think for a pizza place because we weren't really after a piece of pizza we were after actual peace on earth and how have you, uh, how have you kind of, uh, I don't know, made that happen, I guess. There's a better word for it, but. Uh, but we, it just, it's, I would say we, we hatched the egg. We created it. We started the creation, and it's sort of evolved on its own. And it, it's just become um, what it is now. Um. I think just because it's the way it was supposed to be, it's just, it just is, uh, yeah, it has a life of its own. It's, it's, you know, we put the, we put the seeds there and it's just, it just, it, it is what it is and it became what it is just by evolving on its own and growing and sprouting new whatever happens next. <laughs> Perfect. What, um, you had to have heard some stories over the years of life on the trail, whether dogs, walkers, bikers, any that stand out? <laughs> oh boy, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. Cause a lot of times you don't get to talk to 
too many people that are still on the trail. You end up talking to people that have, um, you know, had, had it tougher than they thought or just had a bad m moment and they ended up having to scratch or something so they hang around for a couple days. And um, most everybody is always a really good sport, but of course there's always a disappointment. And uh, I guess the one, the one that I remember the most um, was probably Blake. Blake Matray, he's from Fairbanks, and he was on his, um, he was trying the Iditarod, or, or it was gonna be his only try, or I don't remember exactly the, if he had done it before that particular time, but he knew that was the last one, and he ended having to stop here and you know the story was kind of like mm, there's rules and there's kind of stuff but he didn't really want to scratch but he helped somebody else and it kind of got involved that everybody got help even though he didn't really get help and one thing led to another and the rules kind of poked at him and and being the flexible guy I am I would have probably said man I understand but you know the rules are the rules and apparently it just there was a Maybe a smeared line right there that maybe got crossed, but with very good intentions. And and uh, so he was here for a few days, and we got to know each other. And I took pictures of his dogs, and and uh, and so I I don't remember any details of the stories that he told um, getting ready for anything, but I just remember he was a really great guy, and I wished that he would have got to make it to Nome. Very cool. Well, I know. Um... <clears throat> I think there's uh, five, one, two, three, four people still on their way to Nome behind us here that are probably looking forward to a, a stop and a piece of pizza and and some warm hospitality. On the on the uh, invitational? <laughs> yeah, there's a, the, a, yeah. a bike and three runners, I believe. So There's a... a Oh man, I had the names going for a while there, but yeah, there's there is still some people heading this way. Yeah, yeah. At least I think you're right. I think it's only three because I think the other three runner. There's Peter who's on a bike, coming in probably tonight. Yeah. Eric Johnson. Yeah, I Klaus, remembered an Eric. Something rather, and then uh, Grant Mon. Oh, that's the GM initials. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And Viat's yeah. made it here. Yes. He's here. Yeah, yeah. He's snoring yeah good for him yeah, yeah. he went right i saw he went right here down and i meant to go out and say hi because he's been here a few times yeah you know? I, I think he, he said no, this is number five yeah so and there's some people that have done it more times than that oh so. for sure yeah <laughs> so yep. it's really interesting are. to see that that mindset of a person that can do it year after year yeah and continue and generally make it you right know? right occasionally not but it's like wow yeah wow is the right word <laughs> yeah Wow, that's the right word. Well, that was perfect. Thanks again for tuning in to today's short episode. I hope you enjoyed this little trip to Peace on Earth Pizza. Thanks again to Chain and Spoke Coffee for supporting the show. And thank you for tuning in to Bike Talk Shorts. I hope you have a great week. And I am going to let Brett Hansen himself take us out with his rendition of I Did the I Did a Rod Trail. Okay. Way up in Alaska that stands alone There's a dog race run from Anchorage into Nome And it's a grueling race with a lightning pace where the chilly winds do well Beneath the northern lights and a crow and the ice and it's called the Editor Trail Well, I did the Editor Trail 
of the trail And some of them will make it And some of them will fail But just to run that race takes Tough and a hard degree And a lot of work done by the dogs That run across the snow with a whistle and speed Well give me a tooth of a good week dog And a slip that's feeling so fine And let me Up time and I'm running on in the known. There's no sled tracks in front of me, and no one's on my tail. I did, I did, I did, be a did it on trail. Well, give me a tooth and a good lead dog and a slip that feels so fine. And let me race those miles to know 1049. Then when I get back.